I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> what kind of leader do you want? What kind of priest do you want to lead your church, or what kind of bishop do you want to lead your diocese? What kind of leader do you want as your mayor, your governor, your president? This question of leadership is perennial, of course, but it seems particularly important in a time when the world has known war that embroiled so many nations that used horrifying tactics. What kind of leader we want seems particularly important when the economy is struggling and people are looking to a variety of political parties to solve things when so many of the traditional parties don't seem to be able to lead. What kind of leader we want seems an essential question as we see strongmen and nationalist movements rising across the globe even as benevolent institutions like the church are losing influence and power. So what kind of leader do we want? Well, the answer changes from person to person, I suppose, maybe era to era, but in 1925, Pope Pius answered that question during a hard time with a new feast, the Feast of Christ the King, which we celebrate today. At that time, the world was still recovering from the horrors of World War I, which had promised to be the war to end all wars, the war that tore through Europe as nations employed new technology like mustard gas and embraced feudal technology like trench warfare that caused untold terror and suffering and death. The war that ended only after 16 million had died. And after that war, nations didn't recover with compassion and peace. Many countries struggled economically and some of those struggling began to scapegoat others, immigrants, Jews. Here in the U.S., we launched into the Roaring Twenties, a decade-long party, but we also engaged in a backlash against immigrants, and we curtailed civil liberties and targeted African Americans, including lynching and the destruction of entire black towns. And in the mid-twenties, after that terrible world war, when all should have been suspicious of the power of leaders, the promise of government. Instead, nationalism was on the rise in Europe and Russia, as were the secular ideologies of Marxism and socialism. At that time, people placed their trust more and more in government and the economy and less and less in God and church. And it was at that very moment as folks were abandoning the church and turning away from Christ, that Pope Pius decided the church needed a new holy day, a day dedicated to celebrating that Jesus is the Lord, that Christ 
is our only king. Though this feast is less than a hundred years old, it seems to me that we are ever in need of it, whatever is happening in the world. For when are we humans not seeking to rely on our own powers? When are we not seeking to justify our mistreatment of one another by pointing to historical necessity rather than the gospel of Jesus Christ? We need this feast because we always need to remember that Christ is our king, our leader, and no others before him. We need that reminder now. And on this feast that provides the hinge between ordinary time as one church year ends and Advent when the next church year begins and we prepare for the coming of Christ as a child, on this feast we get one day to consider Christ not as infant or miracle worker or teacher or even son of God, but Christ as king. And yet, on this day, we don't get triumph. We could have had a reading from the revelation of John with Christ reigning gloriously in heaven. Or we could have had a miracle story, Jesus raising the dead and healing the sick. Or we could have had a story that definitively shows Jesus as Messiah, his baptism when the Holy Spirit hovers over him, or the transfiguration when he is transformed and God's voice booms out, this is my son, listen to him. Instead, on this day of Christ the King, we get the crucifixion. What kind of leader do we want? Do we want this leader, this Christ on the cross who is taunted over and over again, repeating the taunts of Satan in the desert and now on the cross to prove himself as king, as Messiah? The leaders scoff, saying, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah. The soldiers mock, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. One of the criminals derides him, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Save yourself. Save us by doing what we want. But he doesn't. Rather, Jesus is crucified in shame. His only throne, a cross. The only court attending him filled with enemies and criminals. What kind of king, what kind of leader is this? What a sorry, sorrowful image on this last triumphant day of the year. Following this king, this Messiah, is not automatic. It's not obvious that we would do it. 
On the cross, he does not look powerful. Beaten, he is not handsome. A crown of thorns, he is not rich. It is from that throne, however, that very throne on the cross that we see what kind of king Jesus is. The one who, as Paul tells us, is the image of the invisible God, the one who shows us what God's judgment, what God's kingdom is like. And what do we see? A prayer, a promise, forgiveness and mercy, solidarity with the suffering, not the powerful. From the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Our king in the midst of pain prays for his enemies, the very ones who harm him. Truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Our Messiah, when asked by the criminal hanging next to him just to be remembered, our Messiah promises that he will not only be remembered, but will be with him, and to be with him is to be in paradise. What kind of leader, what kind of king do we really want? In a tumultuous, uncertain world, in a country divided at a time when people across the globe are turning to nationalism and strong men for answers, will we follow the one who bids us to love, to love sacrificially? Will we follow the one who asks us to feed the hungry and clothe the naked and visit the sick and the imprisoned, to care for the widow and the orphan, the one who asks us to shelter the stranger in our midst, the one who asks us to love God above all else and then to love our neighbors as our very selves? For in the gospel, for Christ the King today, we learn that there's no path to glory that sidesteps humility and surrender and sacrificial love. And in his kingdom, there's no contempt for the suffering. There's only love and solidarity. In his kingdom, there is lavish mercy and forgiveness. In his kingdom, there is true love, but it is a costly love. What kind of leader, what kind of king do we want and whom will we, each one of us, follow? We know what happens to those who put all their faith in ideology, all their faith into humanity, all their faith into government. But what happens 
What happens when we follow the one whose throne is a cross? The one who reigns not in might, but in vulnerability. The one who uses his power not to condemn and judge and punish, but to pray and to comfort and to show mercy. What happens if we follow that one? Will we dare to find out? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.